0: the calgary flames look to start 2024 off on the right foot with a four game road trip Your locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host Jess Belmasto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Today, we're going to talk about this four-game road trip that kicks off tonight against the Minnesota Wild and ask ourselves some questions about this road trip and what things might look like after the road trip. And of course, you know, since we're starting a new week, we have to do players to watch. But before we dive into all of that, please make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube as well. We are free 99 across the board, and we would love to have you. So tonight, the Flames kick off their road trip against the Minnesota Wild, who are 16, 15, and 4. They are a very frustrating team to play against, and and one thing that I, when I was putting this together, like broke just after was uh, Hartman being caught on audio telling the Winnipeg player that he did the high sticking on purpose. So that you know, um, at least I was gonna say they don't have to play against him, but he he's only fined like four grand because the CBA doesn't allow uh, audio to be used in terms uh, as evidence, I suppose. But we have seen the tempers fly with Minnesota. I think that Marcus Foligno, while he is a good hockey player, he definitely, uh, he's, he's never one to not throw a hit. I, you know, do what you have to do as long as it's safe, legal, but I just don't want to see any of the Flames players get crunched, especially any of the players that are pending uh, UFAs that could particularly affect their trade value. And they are facing two injuries right now with uh, Gustafson and Kirill Kaprizov being out. So at least they're facing Marc-Andre Fleury, who is uh, struggling, to put it nicely, And they won't have to deal with Kirill the Thrill, but this is not ideal for the Flames. They are a very, uh, the Wild are a very good team. They they do definitely struggle in terms of not having an identity at times. And I think with uh, John Hines behind the bench now, things are going to look a little bit clearer for them and see how that goes. And the next game is against Nashville, who is twenty sixteen and 1. That is one regulation loss for the Nashville Predators. The Predators had such an interesting offseason because their franchise-long general manager retired. Uh, Andrew Brunette came in to coach. They bought out Matt Duchesne. And... Barry Trotz has been confident in the moves he's made. And he's not afraid to make those tough but critical moves. And I wish that more general managers were like that. It's not about playing it safe. Because playing it safe, you're not going to really win. You have to kind of be aggressive and you know put a little bit of forethought into things. And Nashville is definitely... You know, they definitely retooled on the on the fly, kind of like Dallas did. And it's paying off so far. I mean, I know it's only January. We technically haven't even made it to the halfway point of the season. But to see them doing this well when Nashville and the Flames last season were kind of vying for that last wildcard spot. Oh, oh, what could become of the Calgary Flames? And one thing I did want to note is that the Predators have a very aggressive power play. Makes a lot of sense. They have plenty of guys that can shoot. Philip Forsberg. They have Roman Yossi. And, you know, it's going to be a problem for the Flames. And I'm interested to see where that goes. And their third game of this trip is on Saturday against the team that they just beat. 5-2. And that is the Philadelphia Flyers, who are 19, 12, and 5. The Flames just walk this team like a dog. They made John Tortorella even more upset than, like, his baseline. And that's how you know you did something right. When he's in the media availability and basically is like, this, that performance was trash. Um Yeah. Yeah, I would say you did your job. <laughs> I'm sure that Philadelphia will be a little bit more aggressive in their approach on Saturday, and we're just going to have to see how that goes and see who's in net for both teams. As this is the first half of a back to back for the Flames, who will take on the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday. Chicago is 11 23 and 2 without Taylor Hall. And I'm pretty sure he's done for the season, actually. And, you know, Connor Bedard, that's great. And I am, we're very lucky to live in a time where we get to watch two fantastic. Chicago is a team that they lost to in every single meet last year, they lost three times. And Chicago was a horrible team. And they're still a horrible team. So for you to go into this and say, oh, well, this is an easy win, play down to their level, and then have them outplay you, it's a little frustrating. So that is one of the big approaches that I hope is different this time around. And they're actually maybe a little bit more aggressive, not afraid to shoot the puck, because they're they're going to need to do something to win these games. And you got to score goals to win. But coming up next, we are going to talk about some questions that I have for the Flames and the teams that they are facing. Because, like, all of these teams, except Chicago, really could be playoff teams. And I, I do wonder if the Flames can hang with them at all. But before we dive into that, we are going to take a break very quickly. And I am going to chat with you about one of my... Favorite sponsors that we have, and that would be Game Time. Game Time is the place to buy last minute tickets for all the events in your area. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for these big events, and with killer last minute deals, all in prices, view from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love Game Time because I can check it. Up to uh, an hour after the event starts, so if I need to, if I'm running a little late, or if it's you know one of those last minute impulsive decisions, I know that Game Time has me covered, and and they're super easy to find and buy tickets to every kind of event in your area. I live close to Montreal, so I like looking for events in Montreal, New York City, Albany, Vermont, and sometimes Boston, depending on uh, how exciting this event is. And Game Time has it has you. Covered. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. So get in on the Game Time action. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on this fine episode of Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. I am very excited for this. Really, it's not even the second half of the season, but approaching the second half of the season because this is when things get good. This is when, you know, teams have established themselves. They they have an identity. They don't have an identity. They're going to be a middle of the pack team or someone's going to throw a Hail Mary and it's going to work. And I think the Flames are still in that sticky situation because of the pending UFAs. We have talked about that a lot. I want to focus on this road trip because I think that with this road trip, you're going to see more direction whether that be good direction bad direction it's all subjective but my question first up against the Nashville Predators because by the time this goes live they're going to be playing the wild and we can just skip to this next game will the Flames be able to hold off their power play the Flames have a very good penalty kill no one's going to deny that but the Predators have a top 15 power play as of right now. I think that the Flames can struggle shorthanded. I, you know, they do like to score shorthanded goals, but I feel like with the way that the defense has been playing, it is a little bit more difficult for them to actually maybe see the amount of success that they should be seeing with their penalty kill. The Flames... Like there truly is no in between for this team. It's either they'll kill every penalty that touches the ice and they'll score two shorthanded goals, or they're just gonna s- struggle completely and give up those power play goals. <laughs> and it's, like it truly is one extreme or the other. And assuming the the Flames go up against Saros, they are going to they're going to struggle. And I, I hope that they're able to avoid playing from behind because you have to get very creative to score against UC Soros. And I don't think that the Flames really have that creativity in them right now because there is that missing piece of confidence as well as that elite shooting ability. Call it Matt Coronado and we're having a little bit of a different conversation there as always to see if... Defense remain in position and can focus on if they can just focus because I feel like there have been so many times, and we talked about this last week, where Noah Hannafin is just not there. He is in a whole different galaxy and he will be like right in front of the net, like where he's supposed to be defending. He doesn't put his stick out. uh Rasmus Anderson has done this a lot lately too. And like there's just no defending, they're just there. They're not aware of their surroundings and you have to be in any hockey game but especially against a team like Nashville they have the sharpshooters and they're they're a competitive team this season so you better watch out and with the Flyers oh man I do feel like the Flames will have this extra boost of confidence playing them especially at this point I would be playing each other two times within a week so you know you definitely have the intensity of that close meetup and just the way that the game went down like Jonathan Huberto snapped his point streak and you know what I'm sure that that was a talking point because it just kind of speaks to what they allowed to happen and I have a lot of thoughts (laughs) about how Philadelphia, like where they are in their rebuild, Um, go listen to Locked On, Philadelphia Flyers, please. The Flyers, all that we've heard all season long is, oh, this team is so good. They're finally rebounding. It's so unexpected. If they continue, they're going to make the playoffs. The Flames should have an extra pep in their step when walking into the Wells Fargo Center on Saturday. They should because you just beat this team and you can do it again. We know that they can do it again. And I want to see John Tortorella upset at home in front of their family, their friends, their fans, people that paid real American currency to be in that building. I just want to see it. I do have a vendetta against (laughs) Torts. I think that he, you know, and he is a very... uh, you know, established coach, but sometimes I just not sure if he does it the right way. And my last, I guess, question here is Chicago. Can you stop Conor Bedard from embarrassing you? I don't know who will be starting this game. It'll obviously be Markstrom or Vladar since Wolf is still in the AHL and they didn't call him up ahead of this road trip to bring him along and I um, I, I don't really nat- naturally I want to see Markstrom more but you know you do have to kind of give Vladar some easy starts here boost his confidence as well as those numbers Pat, pat those stats. this is well this is the second half of a back-to-back the Flames need to come out strong. They have to find a way to sustain the energy of 100% through 60 minutes. And that goes for really all the games, but especially because this one is at the end of a road trip and on the second half of a back-to-back. You just you have to be a little you got finesse something there. And I want to see them beat Chicago because they couldn't do it last season and they were Capable of doing it last year. And I think that they're even more capable of doing it this year because they have goaltenders that can actually stop the puck and a coach that isn't in the locker room saying all sorts of wackadoodle things to make them feel crazy. Coming up next, I have my players to watch because we have some new players that we just have to highlight. And I think it's an exciting time for the Flames because. You finally might be getting something out of mangiapani and Huberdo. We'll talk about that coming up right after this. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is super easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays uh find bets in the new explore tab and make a parlay in the parlay hub and it's the best way to find popular parlays and more uh i am someone that <laughs> likes to uh, bet on the money line or the over-under, I would say your first uh, safe bet would be a San Francisco 49ers uh, win at any point in the playoffs here. So visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your fa- first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Uh, make sure you are following me on x at Just Belmosto. I am very proud of the performance that the Flames had Sunday night against the Flyers. I thought that it was overall a really great effort from everyone. You had uh, Manjupani, who had a killer, killer game. He had three points that night. And, you know, I'm I want him to find the back of the net more often. I, I would, but I think getting him to the point where he is right now kind of like the first step you got you got to build that confidence back up before you shoot and you feel comfortable and confident in your shot. And I'm I'm excited what he does on this road trip. I think that he is someone that has always performed better on the road and I th- oh my gosh, I forget the, I think the stat was 28 of his thirty-five goals two seasons ago were on the road, which is bonkers because most players will play better at home. It's comfortable, right? And I I'm just hoping that we are finally like cracking the Mangiapane egg open and we're getting to the good stuff because we've missed that good stuff and we want to see more of what we saw from Mangiapane two years ago. And if he needs an extra push, he needs an extra push. I do have Elias Lindholm on this list as well because we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline. He is still dead set on signing an extension in Calgary for $9 million at the seven or eight year term. Craig Conroy is not budging on that, which I think is fantastic. I think that that is a great, you know, do I think Elias Lindholm is good? Yes. Do I think he is $9 million good? No. Do I think he's about a six, 6.5, maybe seven? Yes. I am fine with the Flames trading him. I know people are going to be like, well, you need a first line center. You'll figure it out and he hasn't had a point in three games, which I didn't realize. I thought that he'd at least gotten something on Saturday, or Sunday rather, against the Flyers. And the the more, the closer we get to the trade deadline, the more his streakiness concerns me, because he isn't consistent. And that is not good because player teams that are looking at a player like Elias and Home are going to be looking for someone that is consistent that they can bring in for the postseason, right? Like you, when you're buying, especially a player like Elias and Home, you're you know, you're willing to pay pay the price and get him because you know that he's going to make your team better. And especially the longevity through the postseason. And Now, do I think that he is going to sign a $9 million extension anywhere? I think that that's, you know, completely unrealistic. And I think that most teams are aware of that. And I do still think that this is just like a negotiating tactic where it's like, oh, you're not going to give me this? Okay, then trade me. Eh, it's not going well. It's been, let's see, about six months, seven months of this uh, since July, I believe. We've been doing the same old song and dance. But I'm interested to see if he's able to get anything going on this road trip. I don't really think it's, you know, fair to his teammates that he is the top line center and he's not performing like a top line center. But again, this is just something you'll have to wait and see because that's the name of the Calgary Flames game. And my third player to watch is the one, the only, $10.5 million man, Jonathan Huberto. He finally uh, broke his pointless drought on a very unexpected goal with a gorgeous, gorgeous pass to, uh, was it Dennis? Yeah, it was Dennis Gilbert, uh, who scored a goal. Uh, Even Dennis Gilbert was like, celebrate like he didn't even celebrate his own goal he celebrated the pass from Huberto and I do like seeing that I don't care if you are a 10-year veteran in the league or if you've been in this league for five minutes you need you sometimes need that extra reassurance from teammates especially especially when you are playing the way that Huberto's been playing and It's great to see. It's nice to see that it finally happened, but we need to see more of it. We cannot go (laughs) another whole month without a point from Jonathan Huberdeau because people are already saying that this is the worst contract in NHL history, and I don't like that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't like that. And, you know, we had a bad contract last time with Milan Lucic. I don't like that. We have to figure out a way to make the most of this and Craig Conroy and or Eric Francis rather in the intermission report on Sunday was saying like the organization is working as hard as they possibly can to figure out a way to make Jonathan to unlock Jonathan Huberto's talent and I'll believe it when I see it and that's not a knock at the organization or the player it's more of a how how do we get this done sort of deal and i would love to you know kind of hear the thought process and reasoning behind whatever moves they're making but that about does it for today's episode of locked on flames thank you all so much for tuning in and making locked on flames part of your day make sure you're subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts and of course on youtube as well you can follow me on social media at jess belmosto and nick will be joining me tomorrow where i'm sure we are going to dive into tonight's performance against the wild and whatever else may come up in the next 24 hours in the world of the calgary flames but until then stay safe stay warm Uh, Put on some chapstick and some mittens, and I will see you tomorrow.